Welcome to another episode of DLS Central. Tell your family, tell your friends, tell your dogs, tell your cats. Another episode is on the way. And so I'm going to get right into it. Week six is in the books in the NFL, and I'll call it a prove yourself week. Uh, because, uh, and yes, I stole that from, from Tyler Breeze, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, all, only the people that, that, uh, watch the, uh, the YouTube battle of the brands know about that, but this was a prove yourself week six. A lot of teams, uh, it was a rivalry week in, in some ways, um, but a lot of teams had to show and prove, uh, it was a lot of matchups to, to see who was for real and who was pretenders. And, uh, if anything, my Browns got really exposed. So they go, they came into Pittsburgh four and one looking good. Like they could take on the world. Like they were legit contender contenders and the Steelers just knocked them right back down to earth. I mean, but they, but the Steelers, I, and I've said this before on previous podcasts, the Steelers have a mental edge over us. And as long as they have that mental edge, um, they'll, I think they'll always beat us uh, just because they they have a different mentality that that we have. And it passes down regardless of what the players that we have, of what players we get, um, the coaching changes that we that we have in Cleveland. When we play Pittsburgh, for some reason, we just come with the same mindset and the Pittsburgh Steelers just dominate us most almost every time. Because they just they know how to play us, they know how to intimidate us, and they know how to lock us up. I mean, they they played the Pittsburgh Steelers just dominated us uh, from the jump, and it's the game wasn't close. It was thirty eight to seven, and it, it was it was terrible. It was terrible to watch. Baker had a rough game. Um, he got beat up. I, I will say this. I, I don't want to put it all on Baker. I know, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith and, and some other pundits are like, I'm I'm out on Baker Mayfield. Um, isn't I'm not out on Baker Mayfield, but I do think that he he probably needs a more experienced quarterback coach because some of the throws that he was making uh, weren't necessary. Like that, there was one interception where. He was jammed up in the in the uh he was jammed up in the pocket. He breaks free and then it's like he's he throws a pass kind of like off of his body, trying to run kind of running away, and it just goes right into uh the Steelers' hands and they pick that off. And so it was just it was a terrible play, but it's like you don't throw that kind of ball. And it looked like he could barely see over the line, which which contributed even more to the mistake. And it's like, we don't, we don't know who he was throwing at. The receivers were looking like, we don't even know. <laughs> they looked like they didn't even know the ball was coming their way. And the Steelers DBs just jumped all over it and uh, picked the ball off. And Baker had a couple of plays like that, but to, to his, at his, well, to his defense, um, in his defense, rather, he was pressured the whole time. I mean, the offensive line could not block any Steelers. He was getting hit. He got hit in the ribs one time that was really hard. It just it looked like 
and, and you could tell because he was visibly wincing. So he took some punishment. He was on the ground a lot. And the Steelers, they they came in having something to prove um, to the Browns because the Browns won that last game last year and, and they had the Miles Garrett helmet incident. And the Browns won that game. But I think the Steelers are like, we need to shut this this down. And they and I mean the Steelers let let us come in and they shut us down. And but there's gotta be there there's gotta be a, a new approach to playing the Steelers. And I hope Stefanski learns from this experience and makes adjustments, unlike some of the other coaches that we've had in our history. I hope he makes adjusted adjustments so that when Pittsburgh comes to Cleveland, now there's a game plan and that Cleveland can take it back to the Steelers and get a little bit of retribution. So, and I know the, all the rumors that are going along, Oh, Odell wants out and this and that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised if Odell's like peace after this year, because in truth, it was a gift. It was a blessing uh, to get Odell. And, but, I think he really needs to be playing for a a contender while he still has good years. Uh, because for a wide receiver, I mean, it's to me just like running backs, like they take a lot of punishment. And he can do spectacular things right now, but if he's on a team where it it doesn't mean anything because they lose, then it's a waste of his talent. Um, I I question why he chose the Browns in the first place. Um, I mean, because yeah, they they had talent, but you want to go to a a team with with a stable structure and foundation. Um, like if he was on the Green Bay Packers, it would be awesome. If he was on the Steelers. It would be also I, I, he would he would have a much better career if you pair him with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, or or you you put him with um, who was I saying that you should put him with? If you put him with Green Bay, he has a better career. Um, if you if you go if you put him on San Francisco, he's he's having a better career because he got that long ball. If you put him on the Raiders. I mean, if you put him on the Raiders, he's going to have a better career because they, the, the, the passing game would work in his favor. The Browns, the thing that, yes, he's a threat along with Jarvis Landry, but the thing about the Browns is their marquee feature is going to be their running game because they, when they're healthy, when, you, when you've got Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, you have a two-prong attack that can wear down defenses. So now Baker doesn't have so much pressure on him to where he can create. And so and that that's how the Browns offense is going to run. They they set up the pass um with the run. It's like the run has to be the dominant feature of their offense. And they and the Steelers shut Kareem Hunt down. Uh, and and that's why Baker had to throw so much. And so because he had to throw so much, it really just put a lot on him. And and of course, the Browns uh, passing offense 
wasn't necessarily diverse enough so that it, it was easy to predict and the Steelers could just well on the Browns. So that was that was a a tough one to watch. I mean, and now the the Steelers it is a king so far at the top of that division. I mean, of course, the the marquee matchup is going to be Steelers uh, Ravens, and so that that's going to be the one that decides who's coming out of that division. My money's on Baltimore, but I would be I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh. Uh, takes it to them as well. I mean, they're they're having a really good year, especially considering it they just you look at Pittsburgh and it's like, do they do they really have uh like do they have the same quality? Yes, Ben is 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 still playing okay, but you know, you look at him, he's he's an older guy. He's like Tom Brady. It's like how are you able to keep doing this? Um but Roethlisberger is is continuing to go strong and so um Steelers, uh, I mean, I got respect for them. I, I, I don't like the way they beat up on my Browns and how they're, they, they have a mental hold on them. But I respect the Steelers. I respect Steeler Nation. Um, if anything, I, I dislike the Ravens more than I dislike the Steelers, just because of the fact that uh, the the Ravens used to be the Cleveland Browns, and then you get out of Baltimore, and then you win a ring. It just it made me it it's it's it doesn't sit well. <laughs> it doesn't sit well, uh, but it's okay. We, you know, you gotta get over. It. I, I I like what Lamar Jackson is doing. Uh, Lamar, you know they they went into Philly, and they they put it on the Eagles early, and then for some reason the defense just just went to sleep. And so this game ended thirty to twenty eight, but they were dominating the Eagles. Like this, this shouldn't have been that close. It, and it's not indicative of the way the Ravens were having their way with the Eagles. I just think they fell asleep, and so um, the score shows that they won by two. But it, it's it's a sad, um, it, it's a sad result of the defense just letting things go at the end. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson is just scary. Lamar is a, is a scary individual. Um, he didn't have the best game. He only had one touchdown, 186 yards. But the man had 108 rushing yards and a touchdown. Like, that's what makes Lamar tough. He can beat you with his arm, and he can beat you with his legs. And, and when you let him go with his with his legs, it just it creates a issue where it's like, okay, what do we do? And so, but the hard thing for the for the Ravens is gonna be, especially when the playoffs hit, because he can't be the whole offense because then it makes it easy for the defense. Okay, if we if we shut him down, then it's gonna mess up everything for the Ravens and. And because he is kind of the the offense at this point, if he gets a a injury, then they're they crumble like that offense is gonna crumble like a house of cards. And but 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 that's also part of the problem with 
that style of running back where you depend, I mean running back, that style of quarterback where you depend so much on him. I mean, that's, that's what happened to Michael Vick. And that's what, you know, that's Randall Cunningham. That's, that's, that's uh, all these, uh, these great quarterbacks. Um, they, even RG3, you depend on them to run and pass so much that when they go down, it just, it totally disrupts everything because now you have to have, you you have to find an uh, an offensive identity outside of what you what you really should have. You should have something balanced. The quarterback should pick his spots and run. You shouldn't have to depend on the quarterback to get yards on the ground and yards to the air. That's that's asking too much. And eventually, um, just like history has shown, eventually things crumble from that offense. And then you're in a situation where uh, you have to rebuild again. So I, I really do think that while they are looking good, Harbaugh's got to really think about ways to protect Lamar uh, than rather than just to let him do too much offense. Like you got other players, <laughs> you let them get involved. Uh, let the, let, 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 uh, your receivers work harder to get open. Let your running back, uh, really, uh, work harder. It's like the quarterback by all rights shouldn't have more yards than the running back. If the quarterback has 108 yards, then I need to talk to my running backs because it's like, look, this is, this is embarrassing. This is your job is to run with the football. The quarterback his job is to throw the football and facilitate the offense. If he's got to get more yards than you, if he's getting more yards than you, then we got a problem. The running back should always get more yards than the quarterback. That That's just that's plain and simple. So that is uh, my two cents on that. But uh, Ravens, they, they won that game. I just think that they really should have – Played a little better to close out because they dominated the Eagles. It, it shouldn't have been that close. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Now, Denver, 
Denver, I, I didn't. I, I will admit to this. I picked the Patriots to win this game because I don't believe in Denver. Um, but they they took it to New England. It wasn't a pretty game. It was ugly. It was it was one of those field goal games that piled up. But Denver, they stayed on New England, and New England could never get any momentum. Cam Newton was back, but he had a rough game, and so and, and in Foxborough too. So it's it's an interesting experiment going on with Cam Newton. He he ended the day with uh, two t- two interceptions, no touchdowns. And uh, even though Drew Locke didn't have any touchdowns either, he had the same uh, uh, amount of uh, passing issues that Cam did. You just that that's not a Cam that that's not the Cam Newton that you want to see. That's not the Cam Newton uh, that you're paying um, to to watch. Uh, yes, Cam Newton um, is kind of he. He's not getting paid what he would normally get paid, but you you want when you get Cam Newton, you want Cam Newton, and you would think that when Cam Newton is out there, he's got something to prove. He's he's coming to show and prove. This is a again, this is a prove yourself season for Cam Newton, and he's not proving it. What he's proving is that maybe Carolina was right. <laughs> that that's what he's proving right now, uh, because it's evident on the field. Um, but again, you know, he may not be quite right. Uh, Cam Newton has always uh, struggled with injuries, and so he—I I hope it's just that he's injured. But there's a part of me that is just afraid that it's like maybe he doesn't have the fire, maybe he doesn't have it, uh, maybe he's just more disappointed uh, of how things turned out in Carolina rather than than upset and using that anger to fuel him to play better. So and you're in New England. I mean you've got Belichick at the helm as a coach. And so it's like you gotta you gotta play better. Uh you can't just have 157 yards passing. Yeah he had 76 yards of rushing, but I mean they, they need you to throw the ball. Uh two interceptions, that's not the Cam Newton uh, that the fans want to see, um, and I just I want the brother to succeed, but he he's gotta he's gotta play like he's really trying to to fix uh, what went wrong in Carolina and start over and have a fresh start and even reinvigorate and reinvent himself, and so that remains to be seen. Now. One team that I was totally surprised into, and I did, I picked against them uh, because they haven't played like a team that deserves to be picked for, and that was the Atlanta Falcons. And so Atlanta's just had terrible, uh, a, a very terrible season uh, for a variety of reasons. They just their offense is great, but their defense just just drives you crazy. They can't stop anybody. And they blew so many opportunities for victory. So I I looked at Minnesota. I was like, ah, eh, I don't think Minnesota is going to play around with Atlanta. But Atlanta came out like gangbusters. They took it to Minnesota. They took them out. And in Atlanta, they, they really kind of helped to shut up the noise a little bit because – 
it, it's been rough. They lost their coach. They lost their general manager. Uh, they, they pretty much got gutted. But for a good reason. Because when you underperform like that, uh, when you lose games in that fashion, it does something to your fan base. Uh, it's just it's disappointing. And it needed to happen. Again, some people brought up the fact that they feel like uh, Quinn should have been gone after the Super Bowl for the epic meltdown uh, that they had. And, and that, that, that does go um, into, the, into the running for the, the biggest meltdowns in a championship ever. It just, you have to put it in there. Patriots, Falcons, I mean, they, they had them and the Patriots came all the way back and won. So you, you have to put that in as one of the biggest meltdowns in, in uh, sports history. But, I mean, the Falcons have had, then you, you had the the Cowboys game that rivaled that. So Falcons, they definitely had something to prove, and they did that. So hats off to the Falcons. You got a big lead, and you held on to it. You played good football, and so that that's good. Now the Bears, Bears are five and one. I feel like the Bears are a quiet five and one. Like they're they're not flashy. Their their defense is their calling card as as it's been for the past twenty to thirty years. Uh, the Bears, they 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 beat you with their defense. Yeah, they've got some playmakers, but by and large, they're going to stop you uh, rather than have a scoring renaissance. But they they did a great job. They played Carolina hard. It was a tough game. Uh, Carolina, they're they're middle of the road, and so they gave the Bears a fight. But but in the end, it was Chicago. They took care of business, and much 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 uh much love to the Bears. I'm I'm happy for them, proud of them, and so that was a good that was a good game. Now Detroit, they needed to prove themselves to. Um, and they took out a team that they should win against. Um, they didn't need to struggle against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is not going anywhere fast. And so Detroit, because they do have some players on their team that would make them competitive, they needed to go into Jacksonville and take care of business uh, and win some of these games. I mean, now they're two and three. They're back in the hunt. And they're they're looking competitive, and so they have to stay competitive, especially in that division where you've got the Bears, you've got the Packers, uh, you got the Vikings. They they really have to be about their business if they want to be taken seriously. And going to Green Bay now, this opens up a door. If uh, if Detroit can catch some momentum, then they may be able to to take some more wind out of the sails of Green Bay. Because Tampa Bay just ran all over the Packers. I picked the Packers to win. And it's just, again, this was another one of those games where uh, I kind of had to eat my hat on this one. Because uh, I, I thought that the Packers would go in as the more organized and focused team. I mean, they, they've been looking good thus far. And Tampa Bay's been looking iffy. It's like they play well some games. And then other games they just... They they don't play with the same rhythm. Uh, they're coming off that loss to the Bears where they really should have won that, uh, but there were some miscues and, of course, the Brady blunder. Um, but I, I just thought that the Packers would 
would be the better team. And my goodness, Tampa came out and just after the Packers scored those 10 points, the, it was all Buccaneers after that. I mean, Brady was throwing, got Gronk back involved. The defense was just running over everybody. Much, much of respect to Tampa Bay. They took care of business, and Brady won the shootout against Rodgers. Uh, we, we know they'll see each other again, and um, hopefully for higher stakes. But if this is a sign of how the teams play, then I think t- uh, Tampa is going to be widely favored in the next in the next matchup. Now, here's another one that I lost. I mean, this this was just not a good week for me. <laughs> so I picked the 49ers to lose uh, to the Rams uh, because I just uh, I look at San Francisco. They're pretty banged up. Um, Garoppolo's not 100 percent. They're rolling them out there. Uh, I, I think it's a, a bad sense of judgment, but they're they're playing them. But I didn't think that the Rams were going to lose to the Niners. They just they just seemed like they needed uh, guys to recover and rest. But San Francisco they they pulled this game out, and I don't know how they did it, but the Rams they just. They they didn't come to – I don't think they came to play. Their head wasn't totally in it. And something's going on – and I said this last week. Something's going on with the Rams. It's just what what is going on in their head. They're, they're winning games, but some of those games that they won, it, they could have easily lost. And then when you lose a game like this to San Francisco, that, that might be a, a, a tough one to recover from. This was this should have been a take care of business game, uh, but they let the Niners take it, and it's not again. It's not that the Niners have a whole lot of weapons, but they had enough to use against the Rams, and I, I don't know if McVay's got to get them got to get them going because they're blowing a good opportunity to really dominate uh, the division and maybe even dominate the conference. So. With with the with losing to a team like San Francisco, that that really does uh, slow down no momentum. Now speaking of momentum, Kansas City had a uh, they they had a lot of momentum going momentum going into Buffalo to go up against the 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 Bills, and this was another definite prove yourself game. Who's the who's the contender versus the pretender, and Kansas City showed that they are for real. Buffalo, they tried to make it a game, but Kansas City was always in control, and the Bills were always playing a, a uphill climb from the start of this game. And while the Bills do look good, they they they're definitely gonna make the playoffs. I, I'm definitely gonna lock them in for a playoff spot right now. They still are there there's still a, a chasm between the Chiefs and the Bills and the Chiefs have an edge and you can see that clearly. It's like the Bills weren't able to really make the marquee plays when they needed to make them. And it was evident. And Kansas City, they they're just rolling. I mean Mahomes is is just otherworldly. Uh, but 
Buffalo, it, it taught them about some of the, the holes that they have to shear up on both sides of the ball. So good game, uh, but Buffalo, they, they, they might need to cook a little bit more. And now Arizona and Dallas, this was another game that everybody was talking about. I feel bad for Dallas. I mean, I, it was funny to watch Stephen A. Smith uh, celebrate because he just can't stand the Cowboys. But it made you feel bad, too, because it just there. It's not just about Dak going down and and them uh, having their defensive issues. But now Ezekiel Elliott is just he he's struggling out there and it the moment may be too big for him. Even when you watch him run, a lot of those times, it's like he was stopped before he even got to the line, and he could barely stay upright. So something's going on with with Zeke. Something's going on with the Cowboy D. Um, it's just it's not good, but they got to get together. Even though they're still leading the division, two and four is not a good record. And so they really do need to... Uh, look to change that particular issue. Hey everybody, Damon here. I've written many books and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. The NBA season is over and now the free agency starts. And so I know this is projected to where the season will restart on uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, weekend around that time frame. Uh, so we still got some months. It's going to be weird to see the season starting around that time. That's usually uh, when the, the the season starts to move towards the All-Star game. And so uh, <laughs> that that is usually what people are thinking about. And it really doesn't start to get serious. Players aren't playing for real until uh, like – it hits March, and then they're like, okay, all right, we're trying to make the playoffs. Let's cut this out a little bit. But, yeah, right now everybody's trying to rest and recoup and recover. But the big story is, oh, where's – is Giannis uh, going to leave Milwaukee? or And are the Lakers going to try and get Derrick Rose or, or somebody like this or Chris Paul? And Andre Drummond is he going somewhere? And so it's just there's so, there's a lot of different uh, moving pieces and and I I would say that if the thing the the only thing I want is for them to stop with the nonsense of the Lakers getting Derrick Rose. I don't think they need Derrick Rose. I think they they could use Chris Paul uh, more than they need Derrick Rose, mainly because if Rondo leaves truly and doesn't uh resign with the Lakers then you need Chris Paul because he's a bona fide point guard and he can set things up so 
LeBron doesn't have the ball in his hand the whole time. He can get a break. He, there's more than one facilitator that they can utilize. And Chris Paul is, is intelligent and he's tough and he can get you good quality minutes still. Um, Derek Rose, I just, he, everybody wants him to be 2010 Derek Rose, uh, MVP Derek Rose. Those days are over. Those days are over. He's he's not going to be the same player anymore. Yeah, you might get a lot of lightning in a bottle every now and then, but he's that MVP version of Derrick Rose is long gone. Uh, that injury just totally changed his career, and it, it is hard. It's, it's tough to deal with. Uh, I never imagined Derrick Rose being a journeyman. But here we are, and it's sad that teams are still still shopping him around from a standpoint of thinking that he's still the same Derrick Rose. He's just he's not. So I I don't think the Lakers should go with them. And LeBron has already had Derrick Rose on a team on his team. It didn't work. <laughs> so and so because it didn't work. Um, I don't think it'll work in L.A. either. I say I would say pass on it if I was uh, if I was the Lakers, I would pass on it just because it's to me. It doesn't make good basketball sense. Now, other players would make good basketball sense. Like, say, say Giannis uh, decided to go to L.A. Um, that makes good basketball sense. Uh, there's been rumors that he he would be going to uh, the Heat which actually makes sense as well. And if you put him on the Heat, now that's a rival matchup against uh, Brooklyn because Brooklyn's going to be the powerhouse of the East with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, barring that one of them doesn't get hurt because they do, both of them do deal with injuries. And you also want to want to take into account if Kevin Durant's Achilles will be fully healed and and will that cause him to play differently and think about things differently what happens when when he's pressed on D and he's holding the ball and trying to maintain a position cuz we we saw what happened in the uh in the finals when he got hurt uh when he was pressed on defense so i it's it's going to be interesting to see how Kevin Durant adjusts uh once he gets back on the court but I would say the balance of power is going to go with either Brooklyn or Miami if Giannis go decides to go to Miami, um, and so that that's just where those are going to be the two powerhouses. But if Giannis goes to LA, then it, it's really all over. To me, that though that would be a a good destination is to to get. Um, to get Giannis, um, but again, I, I see Giannis staying in the East uh, rather than going to the West. And, and some pegged him to go to Dallas, and and I guess and that would make Dallas a really tough contender as well. So we we got a lot of options, and of course, everybody hasn't forgotten about the Warriors. They they're like the Warriors are coming back. They they still have the same nucleus, so. They're going to be a problem. They got something to prove as well. So it's a lot of good NBA action. It's off season right now. But the cool thing about NBA off season, it it 
get you excited for games that are to come to where you can you can see these matchups in person and you can see whether they work or whether they don't work. So that's that uh, boxing real quick. Uh, Tia Fomo Lopez uh, beat uh, Lomachenko and uh, in a, a shocking, shocking uh, decision, uh, un- uh, unanimous decision. And Lopez was he was just the better boxer and surprised to to see Loma lose. But, um, hey, that that's boxing. It happens. And so even the skilled go down sometimes. The only person they can't say that they that they've tasted a loss is Floyd Mayweather. And so, yeah, people don't don't like it. But I mean, the, the man is the man. He 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 get he fought every fight. And he won. And that's just, it's a hard feat to do because in most cases you do come up against someone who's better than you, who has more skills, uh, who's tougher, who's quicker, who's stronger, faster, what have you. Um, and they just have a, a stronger will to win than you do. But in Floyd's case, Floyd always won, but it's just Loma couldn't, couldn't do it this time he couldn't stay undefeated or or he couldn't keep the same momentum rather so a good job for Lopez I just wanted to mention that uh, because that was the big fight uh, that happened so that is all for this episode thank you for listening thank you for for tuning in I really do appreciate all my listeners and there's going to be more uh, sports to come because I, I enjoy sports. Oh yeah, before I go, also got the World Series going on, and so it's gonna be the Dodgers and the and the Rays, and they're playing right now. Dodgers are firmly in control. It's top of the ninth. Uh, Dodgers are up eight to three. And could this finally be the Dodgers year? Uh, what a what a time for L.A. fans. You just have the Lakers uh, return to prominence, and then uh, there's a chance that the Dodgers will actually close things out and win uh, a a World Series. So you, you're talking about rocking in L.A. Everybody will be happy. Uh, it's a shame that they can't they can't parade. But if there was ever going to be a double parade, it would be uh, in L.A. I know Cleveland had a chance. To do it uh, because the same year uh, the Cavs won the NBA Finals, it was the um, the in 2016 the Indians had a chance to win the World Series, which of course they lost. But <laughs> the the Lakers have a chance to 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 double it up and, and take a championship as well. So that that'll be interesting, an interesting precedent to watch um, college football wise. My my Ohio State Buckeyes are getting back into the fold. They're playing Nebraska on the twenty fourth, so it is going to be cool to to have uh, the Big Ten back. And I know with COVID protocols, everybody's you know debating um, like whether to play or not to play. I know some some because of of divisions like or uh, conferences like the uh, the Big Twelve and whatnot. They're like, look, we playing. And to to like the uh, Justin Fields credit for Ohio State, he was the one that really spearheaded this. Let us play, and I think it was infectious throughout 
the Big Ten division, and now here we go. Now we got games for Big Ten. They're starting to play. So with our society as a whole, it it's a testament to the fact that we're like we're not going to allow uh, COVID nineteen to to dictate all of our lives. You you figure out a way to work around it. Uh, just like at my church, uh, Macedonia Church of Grovetown, uh, we know there's a pandemic going on, but uh, the word of the Lord still needs to be preached. Uh, there there's still uh, lives to be reached and touched uh, for Christ. Uh, there still needs to be warning of the consequences of uh of not believing in Christ rather than uh you know which are uh damnation uh through um, through hellfire and so and and there needs to be warning on that so it's like the the work of the gospel does not stop there's still those that need to be blessed and fed and 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 assisted so you have to find a way to work uh in the midst of what's going on and and in that same way uh sports they're, they're trying to find a way to continue to uh to to put out something in the midst of covid-19 so hats off to all the sports all the leagues uh trying to to put something together to keep some semblance of a season going uh to keep uh fans entertained and just to to for the athletes to be able to compete and and work towards a goal. So shout out. And that is the podcast for today. Again, like, subscribe, share. Please continue to listen. I uh, really do thank you for uh, just coming along with the ride for me with the journey. And uh, we got much more to come. So tune in next week. And next week we're going to also add a wrestling uh, to the to the fray on the sports show because we got to talk about the hell in the cell pay-per-view so that's what's coming up we had the draft i there's to me a wrestling draft that's not as noteworthy for me uh to want to talk about but it happened and it shook things up and so a uh, new day's broken up uh you know tucker and otis uh, they were they were broken up, but then uh, they found a way to still uh, be together. But it, it, there was some mix up. There were some changes, as the draft always does. But I'm, I'm more interested in the pay-per-view card, especially uh, the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre match, as well as Roman Reigns against Jay Uso inside the hit inside the uh, the cell. Like those are the matches I'm really uh, looking forward to to talking about, and so that that's to me that's the that's gonna be the the must see matches, and that that's why you, if you are a wrestling fan, that's why you get the Hell in a Cell pay per view. Uh, but with that being said, I catch you next week. Remember, God loves you. Trust in Him. Trust in His Son Jesus today, and you can be saved from uh, the penalty of sin and death. Take care. Love you. God bless.